We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We're the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hello, all you beautiful gamers. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back every single week, same day to the Esports Rewind podcast. Ooh. It's just, uh, it's, I always say it, it's just yeah. a great week for esports and gaming. Me and it you never have had, stops. It really <laughs> we've doesn't. had some talks <laughs> off camera this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been hectic. Thank you all for watching and listening. You guys are truly amazing, and you give us this opportunity each and every week, which we are eternally grateful for. Uh, anyway, don't want to get too deep <laughs> off the bat. Zan, you want anything to say? Hey, you know, I can disagree that we are truly fortunate to be to be in the position that we are and you know it really is thanks to the community that supports us so thank you all so much so so much we are doing a lot of big things for you guys in 2021 believe me it's, it's led to a lot of sleepless nights for the team for you especially it's coming though trust me i we sleep just, plenty okay? yeah <laughs> i just I go to bed very early well, hey let's just say we inked a deal yesterday that has me like oh let's go yeah, so, it's uh, big things. Big yeah, things. and it, thanks to you as well as to all of you guys out there. Jake, it's been crazy. So, you ready to hit it this yeah, one off? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we hope you guys all enjoy crazy topics. Here they are. And this first one, Xanifer, is definitely going to be uh, talked about a lot going mm. forward. That being about the struggling of a big esport out there. Now, we've talked a lot about struggles, about a lot of scenes over this pandemic year, which has been a wild ride. But recently, it's been all about Counter Strike. Mm. And I have a list on my phone. I can't really remember all of the faults now to date, but especially. Actually, this past week, Richard Lewis and others have really taken fire of the CSGO scene. And uh, I, I would almost borderline say the corrupted nature of what many would call the number two esport in the entire world. And mm. what many are now admitting is 
uh, the game, viewer base, player base, is certainly doing fine, but there's something really, really wrong about CSGO in its current state. Yeah, especially when it comes to the competitive side of the game. I mean, just with the recent investigations that have come to light, this is such a widespread issue where people are just willfully ignoring the rules and regulations to try and get ahead of their competitors. Yeah, with the move to online play, and I mm. will pull up my list because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, as we do these podcasts, we take a few notes here. I mean, uh, what Richard Lewis, when Richard Lewis, I mean, one of the all-time greats for journalists and esports. Shout there, out RL. There's just no denying that. Mm. And when he comes out and says that, you know, this could be too far, too gone, too far down the road for CSGO, that just hit me differently. If you guys have not seen his Twitch uh, past broadcast, go check them out. I mean, just some crazy stuff has been dropped. When you think about this past year alone, ESIC stream sniping, where it was so widespread they couldn't punish anyone because yeah. they were scared to hurt the scene. Mm-hmm. That in itself... Not just hurt the scene, they were worried that might kill the scene. Yeah, it was and, that, and that in itself yeah. was not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the match fixing, which still is yet to come out for CSGO and Valorant pros. The coach spectating scandal, of which Richard Lewis says there could be more teams and players to be exposed for more bugs. We got pros leaving for Valorant, the rise of Valorant doing so well. We have pros open admitting there is no interest in North American CSGO at all right now, mm. as all eyes are on Valorant. Uh, then we have orgs versus the CS Player Association, CSPPA. Uh, we have young talent all going to Valorant. Um, you think about a kid growing up right now, what would he want to get into? Would he want to get into Counter-Strike or would he want to get into Valorant at this day and age? Yeah, it's... At, at this current state, you would mm. think probably one over the other, leaning towards Valorant. It's mm. just, that is only probably half the list that you can think of off the top of the head. I have never seen Counter-Strike in this kind of state. It's almost just depressing. Yeah, the really unfortunate aspect of thing here is, like uh, like you said, a lot of new players, they're looking more to Valorant than CSGO, but I think what's happening more and more is that classic CS players are getting fed up with Valve, they're getting fed up with the way the game has been treated, they're getting fed up with, you know, I'm sure a lot of pros and members of the scene have heard about a lot of these issues with cheating, match fixing, and whatsoever, and they gotten fed up with it. And they look at Riot and they see how they're running League of Legends. Yeah. Where they're, Riot is far from perfect, but at least they're proactive. They're very, very active. They're very, very hands-on. They try to address stuff like this. Even if they don't do it perfectly, they at least try. Where Valve is much more hands-off, kind of lets people do their own thing. And I think that's part of the reason so many issues have popped up. Yeah. And that's where this discussion really has gone now is comparing mm. these overall o- overarching companies of Valve versus Riot versus Activision Blizzard. Yeah. And we know ActiB. <laughs> ActiB ain't perfect, uh-huh. especially with the struggle of Overwatch as a game. Mm. That's not to say the League's not a great model or couldn't work with a different game. Unfortunately, Overwatch is also in a concerning state, but Call of Duty uh, doing great things. Killing it. Killing and so, it. And yes, you compare Riot Games, what they've done with the number one esport in the world and the fast rise of Valorant, certainly when you compare them, there are some big differences and Valve is now at the forefront mm-hmm. of everyone's eyesight and everyone's thinking, are you going to step in and really help your game which are struggling outside of even just North America. Dota 2 and CSGO, yes, there are still large player bases. There are still going to be plenty of events. But everyone with eyes right now can see some blatant issues. And those might very well stem back to the lack of engagement from Valve and the lack of them stepping in to correct these underlying issues, which are just so rampant now. Mm -hmm. To Richard Lewis's point, it might be too late. I I don't want to talk about this any further because we could probably go on forever. Yeah, probably at least a couple hours, not going to lie. It's a sad state of affairs over there at Valve and for CSGO and other games, and I guess we'll just see uh, if we can turn back uh, from here and head into 2021, hopefully looking up. Hmm. 
Well, I'm sorry, Jake. This this week's podcast is just not going to be the happy, fun time esports episode. A little it's Debbie like, Down weekend? Yeah, I <laughs> suppose so. It's, it's just not. There's so many. Uh, 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of esports scenes. CSGO, as you mentioned, is struggling. And I wanted to highlight uh, the FGC once again. Here we you know, go. That's my bread and butter. And, you know, I have not discussed the free melee situation in past weeks after that initial, you know, breakout of the situation occurring. But so much has happened in the past week or two alone that it is insane it is impossible not to talk about and it has me looking at nintendo going like oh nintendo oh nintendo (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like uh yeah it's just i'll 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 suppose i'll just dive straight into it right as many of you guys out there are aware the melee community has been in a contentious state with nintendo recently they want to run their own events they want to have their prize pools they want to have their own stages put together they want to do them and nintendo is not supporting them at best and actively damaging that community in certain ways uh, there's been a lot, a lot of argument back and forth on the reasoning, whether or not it's justified for Nintendo to make these decisions to CND events and such. But things escalated over the past week. They certainly did. They did <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> Where so Splatoon is uh, one of esports. One of the few esports titles that Nintendo has where they actually care about it being an esports title. You know, Nintendo looks at Smash and they don't see that as an esport. They see it as Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. They see it as the game you get together with your cousins on a holiday weekend. You play some Smash in your room, you put you chill, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen tons of evidence in the past that Nintendo actively is not super interested in competitive Smash Brothers. Uh, to an extent, some people would argue that they don't want people to be playing Smash Brothers competitively. Um, the Splatoon, on the other hand, a little different. Nintendo hosts official Splatoon events all the time. There was a NA Splatoon tournament hosted just in the past uh, couple weeks, beginning of December. And basically, that community wanted to come out in support of the Melee lads. You know, and they were like, hey, you know what? You're in a tough situation. Let us use our voice. We're being put on an official Nintendo broadcast. And so I believe it was 30% of the teams involved in that tournament changed their names to names supporting the Free Lit Melee movement. Nintendo, in response after seeing this, was just like, mm, "Let's just not do that anymore. Oh then let's just, let's just let's just let's just let's just nix that stream. How let's crazy. just cancel. Like yeah. what the heck? I I wish I um, truly wish, and I don't mean any offense by this. This happened in like a an ESL event for right. CS:GO or for some sort of Riot Games event for Valorant. I wish mm. there was this kind of protest because it would be more widely talked about. Absolutely. I mean, certainly, yes, you guys have a diehard fan base over there. Unfortunately, when it comes to like mainstream esports, this is going to be t- this was talked about all over Twitter. Mm. Unfortunately, in other realms, right on like on Twitch streams or on, on YouTube videos, not mm. really talked about how crazy. This actually yeah, is. Just imagine if a League of Legends, something, some controversy happened in League of Legends, and yeah. Valorant players just changed their names in support of that. Yeah. And then the Riot was just like, you know what? Just forget First Strike. Let's just cancel that stream. Yeah, let's, just, let's just not do that. Let's just cancel a regional or a major, or, you know, a, a sizable event because people are protesting for other players in a different one of our titles. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how crazy this is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He got to he really got to give it up to this community of people because I think this is the most die hard fan base in esports. I would argue that to I know you would to the death. And I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that fan base, but I they are some of the most hardworking, dedicated people on the planet when it comes to this stuff. And it is a testament to that that after Nintendo was like, okay, forget this, that Splatoon community got together and like we're doing our own event. We're calling it uh, what what would they what do they name it? 
in honor of the big house, the original smash event that was closed. Yep. They called this one the Squid House. And they raised the biggest prize pool in NA Western Splatoon history. Uh, $21,000, I believe it was. Not, not, not. I'm insane numbers. I'm just saying the but way like, you left yeah. it off. You know, <laughs> the biggest in NA West history, twenty-one thousand. Hey, let's, let's be real. But yes, for I that think, scene, yeah, that's big money. It is, and I, I think I come back to this. Or I think about this article a lot. One of the funniest articles I've ever seen for the FGC is a, a joke article written about how a player got sponsored by a twenty-dollar bill that ticked off off the ground. Because real, real talk, accurate. We. You don't get money. That might be in generous. That industry. Yeah, really? That's why. It was like, he was like, yeah, this, this is big moves. Yeah. I'm going to buy a burrito. I'm going to be fed tonight. The Onion could have a lot of great headlines oh, around the absolutely. FGC and, and prize pools. Now, obviously, you know, yes, the, the strike does continue against Nintendo. Nintendo obviously standing pretty fast on mm-hmm. this. But it is great to see the responses out there by several creators and pros. I think Ludwig actually stands out for me as well, raising funds for a Melee tournament, I mm-hmm. believe. So it's been nice to see the actual response. It, it does concern you, though, how long that response can truly last because yeah. Nintendo can outlast anybody. Oh, absolutely. So it's just overall, I know it's really cool to see, mm-hmm. but it's also like me realizing that's just really sucky. Yeah, I think the conclusion I've come to after all this going down is that, hey, yo, the Melee community, you've hung in there forever. You've been killing it for, I think it's been almost over a decade, if not a decade. Like, you kept the community alive and strong. Find a different game. It's time. Nintendo's stubborn as heck. They're not going to back down. They don't care. <laughs> they're just gonna, they're looking at this being like, yeah, but we don't sell that game anymore. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, some Twitter post complaining about it. Realistically speaking, they're like, oh, you're going to buy Smash Brothers anyway. Adapt or die. Yeah. They just announced Sephiroth for Smash Ultimate. Killed the news cycle. And so everybody's like, oh, yeah, Sephiroth, dope. And they're, nobody's really, you know, free melee is falling off the spectrum once again. And they, all they'd have to do is announce another DLC character. And once again, it's gone. So, you know, there's other great games out there, other fantastic developers putting together other great party games. I think, you know, it's it's time. You know, the community tried. <laughs> you really tried. But Nintendo ain't going anywhere. And we're not yeah. going to be able to get the game away from them. So, you know. Unfortunate, fortunate story yet yeah, again. Yeah. And well, I guess we'll just see what's next. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, before our next topic, a quick few words about our sponsor. And 2020 has reshaped how we work. Businesses across the globe are trying to be more efficient than ever. So when every hire is critical, Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other site, helping you find quality candidates quickly. Indeed also gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, which is why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire this is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. 
And football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still get on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And man, oh man, Zan, towards the end of this year, it's been great for female creators, mm. uh, female pros, female streamers. I mean, God, I'm gonna, I'll definitely have more content on this in the future because I, I love seeing it. We saw mm. Cloud9 White for Valorant, that female roster. We saw uh, one of the best uh, female CSGO rosters be signed to Xset. And now we have some victories over there. Esports Awards with Shocks. Mm. Amazing talent. Uh, I think Machine is also amazing. Uh, yeah. When you look towards yeah, yeah. those kind of hosts, what they do as the most versatile characters in a, in a broadcast group, I love both of them, and they do amazing work, so congrats to Shocks. And then the Game Awards were also this past week, where Valkyrie, see what I said? Valkyrie Valkyrie sounds better than yeah, Valkyrie. it really does. We've had this conversation a couple times Valkyrie this week. Valkyrie like, sounds childish. Yeah. No, no offense to Ray, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. And Valkyrie just kind of yeah, rolls or, off the tongue. Yeah, Valkyrie. 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 Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, you know, it's... It, it, the intention comes across. Still, I need to work reach the name out to Ray there. and be like, yeah. "Tell me how to say it, yeah. so I can just put it out there for the world." And then tell me why it's said this way. <laughs> and, I need a dissertation. Give me why. Yeah, because yeah, if yeah. I don't agree with your why, we're uh-huh. gonna. Uh, either way, though, <laughs> uh, there was a lot of backlash, sadly, mm. as we expect. But I mean, I'm not gonna focus on that. It was incredible to see the response. I mean, her her tweet currently approaching 250,000 likes. She won streamer, mostly content creator of the year at the Game Awards. Mm. Another huge success for female creators, of which we've already talked about Ray and her female success. What I want to talk to you about was mm. Shocks actually came forward after the awards because there were several female creators, Ray included, that were nominated or did win. Mm. And there was a, b- a lot of backlash saying like, oh, Nick Merckx should have won. And even Nick Merckx, you think Nick Merckx gives a frick about a game award? He was right. one of the first people to actually message Ray and say, yo, big dub, keep it mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And then you have these diehard fans saying that they only got it because they're a girl, they're only here because they're female, and Shock spoke up against that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I I, want to say I understand where people are coming from, but I really, I don't. See, same here, and I worry, no, I'm not going to go in that direction. People are going to get mad about that. But, um, yeah, it is is kind of insane, and I wonder if a lot of this is a holdover from back in the day when the perception of females in gaming was much different than it is now. I think over the past several years, it's not that females have not been doing amazing things in gaming for as long as gaming's been around. They have. They've been been there since day one. I think in large part, uh, those more, you know, problematic, let's say, fan bases just haven't seen as much of the clear, direct evidence of, hey, this person is doing amazing things. Yeah. They've earned their spot here more than a 10 times over, especially when it comes to somebody like Shox, who's been in the industry oh my gosh. basically I, since it was, I, since its I, earliest days. I know, I know whenever I talk about these things, I'm going to be called a simp, but I can't wait for a lot of these haters out there to grow up 
two or three years, you, you learn so much. I, right, right. I can't fault a lot of them because you're so young. I said stupid crap too. And I'm, see that that's that's what I was. That's why I, I veered away I, from. I'm, I'm like, sure I, I was wanna... a hater at one point yeah. for some random stuff too. Uh-huh. But when you realize people like Ray and Shocks, and I would even throw in Sapphire, who's now an observer for Valorant, uh, Ashley Kang, a, mm. a great reporter. When you realize the amount of effort they put in, and I really want to focus on someone like Ray, who's been at it for like seven, eight years. What she sacrificed, and especially someone like Shocks who is so overqualified mm-hmm. for her position mm-hmm. that I, it really scares me to hate these people and especially these these ladies get because they could easily do other things and not contribute to our scene. And it scares me that we have seen big figures out there almost be uh, not, not necessarily scared away, but almost threatened away, right? People yeah. target Richard Lewis or Thorne that, mm-hmm. yes, they might say some things that are polarizing, but overall, they are a huge benefit to the space. I don't have a necessarily a general direction for where I'm going here, but I hate to see all these people that have worked so, so hard and people to understand their backstories mm-hmm. to get where they are. And they truly are just like some of the best of the best. Right. And there are so few females that actually get to the moment where they can win an award mm-hmm. or be the best of the best. And when they finally make it there, you have the nerve to say it's because uh, of your gender. I mean, that's, yeah, uh, it just seems so low. It's, it's ridiculous. It's it's juvenile in a lot of ways. And I do want to just say I am I'm very proud of the members of the industry, not the fan base, but the members of the industry who carte blanche, basically, or basically, you know, all of them come out in support of these female creators when they win these awards because they know how much they deserve them. Yeah. And they know how much hate they get on the back end just for, you know, being good at what they do even. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward to that perception changing a little bit more over the next several years. Uh, we'll make, we're making steady progress in that direction. And hopefully just, the future is bright. It's We've had a lot of dark days when it comes to uh, interactions between gaming community and the female members of that community. And, you know, if if anything else, all I can say is that I'm glad we're at least slightly moving in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, there were so many great options to win any award this year in esports and gaming. So I guess no matter who won, there was going to be backlash with all the great options. Um, But either way, huge congratulations to all those ladies and to all those men who won awards. It was a great year for esports and gaming. And to Uh, Jeff Keighley. Shout out Keighley. Yeah, dude was dripping. I'm not going to lie. He's a machine. Where does the game awards get their money to? (laughs) Yo, let's not go into that. It's it's the Keighleys, my guy. He's got everybody's number on speed dial yeah super entertaining (laughs) uh maybe maybe next year we'll take part Mm. all right jake this next topic is more of a speculative one because i had a good feeling that a lot of our topics today weren't going to be the happiest and i just wanted to have one that we're just like you know talking generally all right all right curious about the future optimistic about the future even potentially who knows we'll see (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway halo Oh, boy. It's here in Fortnite. Yeah, let's go. Master Chief is in Fortnite. Dude. Biggest news of the year. Best Halo game ever made. Don't get me freaking <laughs> sorry. Like, I literally want to have it be a topic in one uh, of my videos of... I want to bounce this off you really quick, yes Mm. or no. Do you think it's low-key embarrassing that Master Chief came in a debut in Fortnite before Infinite could even be released? Yo, yo, you got to know, that whole studio is... Yo, they do great work. 343, shout out to y'all. But... What are you doing? Yeah. Before your game is even released, the most hype you've ever had for a Halo in the last five, however many the years. The launch console for the launch game for your brand new console, and it get delayed like a whole yeah, year, basically. Up. Yeah. So, yeah, what I wanted All to get the into questions and concerns. Yeah, like imagine, imagine putting out a trailer at 
one of the biggest video game conferences of the year and it bombing so hard that you had to delay your game like that long and then just you're like, like we can't yeah we this can't. this sorry. needs a multiplayer this might need a br <laughs> you guys got anything else because what we saw was not what we yeah, wanted. yeah shout out to craig i mean the, jesus uh, christ but um yeah anyway so we now have confirmation from the halo infinite developers Confir confirmation Sorry, all you audio listeners doing little squigglies yeah, with my fingers yeah, yeah. confirmation hard air asterisk here i was yeah. called them squigglies <laughs> yeah asterisks that's the word i don't know that's not technically what yeah but i think people know what i'm saying well, now like, they yeah, understand yeah 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 continue air quotes air quotes air that, yes. that, that's what they are Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got there we got there Third eventually charm. yeah <laughs> squiggly air charm asterisks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh but anyway yeah the devs have said that halo infinite is coming in fall of 2021 um, what that means exactly, we don't know quite yet. Because just saying fall 2021 does not sound very confident to me. Because they didn't provide a month even. They were just like, hey, this general time range. It's, yeah, you give a, you give a, I was going to say a region of climate. Or like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sounding like an idiot right now. Let me bounce off that. Think about this, Zan. You mm. got at least two star-studded world champion rosters signed right now. And that's what I wanted to get into. To Cloud9 Sentinels. Yeah. So you tell me, release date set for fall. Mm. When does the actual esports circuit start? The right. end of next year? Probably if, not. If, Circuits don't start holiday season, really. Yeah, like and that. think that's usually your end of year. Right? Yeah, yeah, your that's TIs, your finals. Your yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what are you going to do? Rush it? Uh -huh. Who, who the frick? Yo, knows two weekends. <laughs> Yo, we're we're banging it out, guys. Halo Yo. Infinite, three events, one world title, <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> Get good. Qualifiers Friday, one p.m. <laughs> Regionals Monday. <laughs> Worlds Tuesday. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, like, yeah, this, that's what makes this so we interesting. Yeah, we love Halo. Mm. <laughs> we I don't could, know. We could. I used to. I I, I might pass out. <laughs> oh, I've got a lot of hope for this new one because I think it's it's truly important that we have rosters like Cloud Nine, Sentinels, Envy. They're showing. Oh, that, Envy too. Sorry, yeah, I missed yeah. that one. My bad. Yeah, yeah. They're showing their willingness to dedicate this roster, this money to to a game they know is not going to be here anytime soon. Yeah. Like just to throw out very general numbers, the average esports player salary is somewhere between like you know forty to fifty k. You know, just very very. Average. Yeah, and that's that's usually near your top scene, right? Yeah. So yeah. your top players in most scenes mm -hmm. at the very base requirement. So, yeah, and that that varies dramatically yeah, I mean, based like on exactly who it is. Franchise usually have yeah. minimums around fifty to sixty. Is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. It's yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know what's happening right with this league yet. We don't know the salaries. <laughs> I'm just very very general vague esports salaries is in that range yeah so just based off of that alone let's say let's go somewhere in the middle at 45k right you're filming a roster that's over two hundred thousand dollars before the game comes out that you've locked down a roster for and that's if we assume the contract details aren't like uh you know we're gonna lock you down for mm -hmm. six months and and who, who knows what the details are right right, right of course maybe like, we, we want to get our hands on you and then we'll start paying you more after this month we mm -hmm. don't know those details but yes it it's is a, a financial huge, investment it's a huge investment this far out and my question is can halo possibly live up to it does it have the space in the industry to live up to it because call of duty is dominating right now i think that's unquestionable they, they're killing it when it comes to war zone cold war is doing pretty well. I don't want know. to talk too long about this because yeah. we've already riddled Halo and <laughs> I, I think we want um, it to work out. I think we do, yes. But with everything it doesn't have going for it, mm -hmm. I mean, you have 
the what might be missing, mm-hmm. what may not even work in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. There's already been a huge public backlash. We don't know about multiplayer or the BR side of things. Uh, we do know BR is not happening. BR is not happening. Definitely not happening. So that's, and I, I'd be honest, I don't think that's mm-hmm. a good thing for the title mm-hmm. I, that it's not happening. I think mm-hmm. people would encourage it, but it could yeah. take away from the multiplayer. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that could be missing or could not work out. Then you add the delays, and then you add the rise of Valorant, which is already killing mm-hmm. one of the top esports in the world in CSGO. And then so, we already have Cross fire as well coming out very very soon and, and then to add even further you have halo pros debating call of duty so mm. with its rise like you said yeah, yeah. there's a lot going on and mm. halo has to do tremendous things to succeed and i don't think that's a far-fetched thing to say yeah it's an uphill battle for them and i really hope they've got some you know aces up their sleeve they haven't told us about yet that God, i hope so that really like i really want to know why these orgs felt so confident that they were willing to sign rosters this this far in advance because they I, gotta have heard something. I wish we knew that pillow talk. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I low key. I I know a Halo guy follows us. I think it's our their esports head. I'm gonna be in his DMs. Be like, what's going on here, yeah, my guy? Yeah, yeah. I just need to know. We just need to know behind the scenes. We we can we won't keep tell it you quiet. Guys. We <laughs> can keep it quiet for a bit. But yeah, we just need to know what's going on here because it's fascinating to see this it happen. Is. And the future of Halo will be fascinating, and I'm sure we're gonna wild. keep on talking yeah, about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Please can't wait. Blow our minds. Surprise <laughs> us. And a huge piece out there this past week is another U.S. senator wanting to do something that's just, um, yeah, well, a U.S. senator. Yeah, That's yeah. all i got to say. You know what? It's one of those moves where you look at that and be like, how old are you? Yeah. Do you know how internet browsers work? Let's let's have that conversation. Mr. Tom Tillis, the man who can't <laughs> uh-huh. even spell his own first name, T-H-O-M. I really uh-huh. focused on that in uh-huh. my video because that's all I really had going oh, for no, me. Fair enough, fair uh, enough. He's actually trying to pass a bill, which in it, apparently, uh, mm. could be actually pressing Twitch streamers, YouTubers, Instagrams. Uh, Instagrammers, sorry, uh, with potential felonies and Mm. facing potential jail time. Uh, The bill itself is already facing a lot of backlash. I mean, it's one of the ones we hope that would be like, nah, this ain't happening. Yeah, like anybody reasonable would look at that and maybe like, what are you? Yeah, no, no, Tom. No, no. But the reason we're talking about (laughs) is, of course, there is potential, Mm. and that's the terrifying part to even be talking about. Yeah, the fact that this is even in the air. Yeah. Yeah. We're worried about Twitch fans. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tim, yeah, right? Timmy Tat and Nikki Merckx were going to be going to the beach or Bora Bora and uh-huh. now you could be going behind the big old bars. Like, yeah. Because, you know. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Because Macklemore played in the background of the game that you were playing randomly. Yeah. You had no control over that. You didn't know what was happening. Ninjas freaking playing mm. thrift shop and all mm. of a sudden, no. Mm. No more of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just. Cops knock on the door and be like. <laughs> <laughs> you that blue haired guy. Open up. <laughs> you popping tags? <laughs> Like, it's just, I mean, I really wish we would have seen more big streamers react. Mm. Just give us, a, give us a tweet. Give us anything. Because yeah, yeah. I want to know if any of them are actually scared. Mm. It just seems so far out because we don't know. Me and you don't know the government details of right. if this does happen, will it result in felonies? Will people actually spend jail time? But you would imagine if it just is, if it happens to one Twitch streamer, mm-hmm. does it happen to them all? Or like- even let's let's imagine right. Let's imagine this bill gets talked down from jail time to just aggressive fines or something. Yeah, like a misdemeanor or something. Imagine getting a misdemeanor for playing a video game and or the, and for like- playing a, playing Spotify. Yeah, right. Like it's just it's crazy. It's one thing. Mm-hmm. If you're like streaming, um, you know, copyrighted football matches yeah, very or clearly so, sports right? matches yeah. that are, you know, pay-per-view things. If you're doing that illegally, mm-hmm. all right, there have been people that have been fined for that. Yeah, of course. But for playing music or watching other people's videos. Especially when you can't really, it's not like you can just take an MP3, put it into a thing and say, oh, this is copyright. I'm not going to play that. It's so difficult to check copyrights on so much stuff out there. 
like for the average person like and then how? it's like uh, to what extent right mm, um, mm. do you have to play like 300 songs yeah yeah or like right how many songs is the breaking point <laughs> or is it certain songs like you uh-huh. said is it only Jay-Z songs that get you put in jail or mm. I, I it I, I don't hope I really hope this doesn't go anywhere. I same here. But it's a maddening thought that this guy literally sat down. He's like, okay, okay, okay. I got, this, <laughs> I got, I, I got this bill in the works. Okay, and then I'm just gonna throw in this one thing because I hate Twitch streamers. Uh, like, what? I, okay. I want to know, Tom. Low what, key. What crossed your mind? Low key. Here's my tinfoil hat theory. Senators are mad about AOC streaming Among Us. And, and how popular that was, and how big that was, and how how much that boosted her platform. Tom <laughs> just was watching AOC <laughs> Miss Cortez stream, and he yeah, was just right. like, "Write the bill, <laughs> write the motherfucking bill." Is she playing we music? We cannot allow this. <laughs> this is his way to get yeah. AOC. Is that no even <laughs> tinfoil hat theory, my guy? Like, this is this is some secret plot. <laughs> hey, like you that. saw how mad people were about that for Bro, no reason. Like, calm down. There who was cares? there was some other senator or mm. congressperson that randomly tweeted out like, "Who wants to play a game of Uno on Twitch?" And I was like, "I think Tom Tillis does." And like, and then he slips some background music in uh-huh. there, and, and Tom is just <laughs> on stream like, "Oh God, oh has no idea what's going on." My own bill is against this. And then like, he hears on his door, "Open up." <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's um, it's a crazy theory. We love you, Tom. What is we 2020? Don't. What is 2020? What is what is this news story we're talking Whoa. about right now? Real talk. You think, dude? Could you have predicted anything we talked about just on today's episode back in 2019? No, no, no. no. I think I could have predicted Nintendo. The oh. No, Nintendo. No, Nintendo. I Nintendo hating esports. Predictable. Oh, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. People I, hating female gamers. Yeah. Predictable. Mm-hmm. Nintendo taking it to this extent. I don't know if I saw no, that coming. No. But. Like uh, it, Halo getting delayed this long or looking this bad when the first I guess trailer we came have out. Predicted some things. I don't know. I didn't think it would be that, <laughs> that bad. long. That bad. <laughs> this bad. Mm. Uh, twenty twenty yeah. been wild, but yeah, especially wild for a guy like Mr. Tom Tillis. As per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Thank you all so much. Everyone who sends DMs, who leaves comments, we read just about every single one. We can't reply to everyone, but you guys are truly amazing. Zan, do your thing. Hit those viewers with a good old yaotro. Glad to do so, my guy. You know what? As always, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for this week's episode of the Esports Rewind podcast. You can find us on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. If you'd like to listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, on your phone, in the car, on the go, basically anywhere where you listen to your podcast, just type in PR. R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. Our podcast is right there. And shout out to all of our audio listeners. We really appreciate your support. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And shout out to the TV viewers in Canada who are also up, tuning Canadian in. Viewers? Yeah, what's good? How what's doing? good? How you roll? Yo, hey, um... You know, aside from that, like Jake said, we really do appreciate everybody who reaches out to us. It doesn't mean the world to us. We try to respond to what we can. We cannot respond to everything. But do please keep sending those messages. It doesn't mean the world. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports, Instagram at esports underscore talk, our website, esportstalk.com. We get to cover some of the stories we don't get to touch on on the channel. And you know what, Jake? Any other good words to leave the people with? Take care of yourselves, you beautiful nerds. Please do. We love you. We'll see you back here same time next week. Treat yourself this weekend. Yeah, why not? Yeah, treat you. Kiss yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 
5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.